if you are going to be strutting your stuff in a skimpy bikini, which we were all for, you need the the boost that heels give you. Yeah, there's there's nothing like destructive footwear for a sexy performance. But it was cold, so that had its yeah. benefits. You're listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Hi, you're listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Ooh, that's dirty. Come inside. That's doity. What have you been up to? A bit of a bender. Bender. Oh, I like benders. Yeah. Got to tone it down a little bit because uh, I'm running out of money. Because you're, you're going to die? <laughs> well, yeah, oh, that yeah, too. That's secondary to yeah. running out of money. It's bad for you, too. It's bad. Remember yeah. that, kids. Yes. yes. Don't do what we do. Don't do what we do. Live vicariously through us. Learn your hard lessons through the on-air heart attack that one of us will have in an upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have really no news other than the fact that I'm slowly getting over some um, post-birthday depression, which most of our fans can't relate to because they're still... They want to get older? Yeah. Let's keep the show light and cheerful, shall we? Yeah, jocularity, jocularity. So, I'm on a bender, and, I, and I'm and i really having a great time. Good! What it's, happened? Nothing. Oh! But it all seemed really fun. Good! Yeah, it's amazing how great just sitting around and hollering at people and, and being an asshole can be a world of entertainment. If you're the drunk one, that is. You gotta make your own fun. That's what I always say. Yeah. You gotta make your own fun. Of course, I'm losing friends left, right, and center, but... Well, you know, you didn't have that many to begin with, and... So, so what? I'm content. Content's not a goal I strive toward... Strive toward? No. Strive to? Strive for? Strive for. Right? I knew you'd get it eventually. Thanks. We'll just zip into a story right away. Zip into. We're going to zip into a story, and we'll hope that that inspires us to be a little more lively than our binging post-birthday depression fucking heart attack-inducing selves. When you put it that way, how can it get much worse? It can't get much worse. Okay, so uh, we're going to do a story by a longtime listener, uh, a man named Zach. Z.J. Maplin. For our American listeners, ZJ. Which... Which sounds okay, too, but yeah. it's it's not correct. That is correct. Zach has been listening. He's patterned his life after us, um, and he's on a slow fucking road to hell. Hey, Zach's from England. Not sure where. Or what? I don't know. Well, we can plow into the story now. Okay. Plow or Zip. I prefer plow. Plow. Zip sounds too fast. Plow, at least. That means something else. Yeah, it, it implies a bit of resistance. And aggression. And, and maybe possibly a slower pace and maybe a bit more force. Zip sounds like you're in and out of there and fucking I didn't even know you were there. Yeah. Hey, 
this is uh, this is probably a wholesome story. <laughs> you think? Well, who knows? Called Home by Z.J. Maplin. Samantha had been going through a hard time again. Her now ex-boyfriend Tom had just told her, in the appropriately squalid setting of the M42 service station, about how long-distance relationships never work and how he had a new life in Durham now. Sam had sneered at his lies and bluster, his less-than-subtle shadow play of both not wanting to hurt her but wanting to do her as much wrong as possible at the same time. Now she was sobbing on the taxi journey home, and miserable rainfalls ran in tracks down her cheeks. The taxi driver clicked his tongue sympathetically at her tears. You know that song, Taxi? I know the theme from the show. No, 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 not the show. Uh, Although that's one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. But no, the song Taxi by um, Harry Chapin. No, I don't know that one. No? I know Harry Chapin. I don't know the song, no. I think it's called Taxi. I could be wrong. All I know is the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Yeah, well, that's the one everyone knows. But he actually, Little boy, he actually blah, 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 had man in the moon. other stuff. He had he other stuff. Oh, yeah, he had that 10,000 pounds of bananas. No, <laughs> he had other... Oh, my that God. That cats in the cradle song drove me crazy. You really don't know the taxi song? No. She was gonna be an actress. Blah, 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 blah. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, Fuck, I know the words. Not very well, apparently. It was in my head before you started with the bananas. It's always me starting with the bananas. You, We talked about this re- recently. You weren't a big taxi fan. The show. No, I liked it. Oh, I can't even remember the theme. It was just music. <laughs> oh, that's it. Well, then you watched it. You must have. Yes, I did. Well, you know, that would qualify for one show. But yes, I did see more than one you episode. You wouldn't have the theme pop into your head that quickly and that accurately if you only watched a couple of shows. Yes, I would, as a matter of fact. No. Yep. Nope, disagree. She okay. was going to be an actress, and he was going to learn to fly. She took off to find the footlights, and he took off to find Sky. How Harry Chapin is that? She felt wretched. She and Tom had been the most serious she had gotten a relationship at the tender age of 18, and she felt cheated of happiness. Of I hap- was so far from tender at 18. <laughs> Perhaps you were really tender by the age of 18. No. I just told you, far from it. She and Tom... ...had been the most serious she had gotten a relationship at the tender age of 18, and she felt cheated of the happiness she thought she deserved. Her father had apparently died of a heart attack two days before she was born, but she only knew this from forms and letters given to her by cold and unfriendly care workers. Her mother had left soon after her birth, which was probably the nicest thing she could have done for her daughter, given that, according to middle-aged nurses Sam had talked to, she'd been a heroin-addicted, self-abusing poison fiend. She had had some... She had had some... Tr- she had had... She had had... <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck! Sorry, I just realized this podcast wasn't visual, but you were stuck and I was trying to unstick you. You ready? She, <laughs> she, had, 
She had. She had. There you go. She had had some trouble in the foster homes, bullying, and not always from the other children. She had moved around a lot at first, home after home, coming to rest in Bradstock House, a red brick Victorian block in Kent. The trouble hadn't stopped when she did, but she did find someone to talk to in the end. At first, he was her uncle. He came to the foster home at weekends. Ooh, uncles. Yeah. Bad news. At first, he was her uncle. You know what that means. He had a sex change and became her aunt? No. She daren't mention to the carers that both her parents had been only children in case he stopped coming and talking to her, and she had needed someone to talk to. As she got older, he lived nearby, a walk from the home. She remembered him always as older than her, but in the same way a doctor will always seem older than you are when he is treating you. Oh, this is going to get yicky. I can feel it. We've got a a pedophile story here. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with where this is going. Doctor treating you dirty, dirty doctor. And that was exactly what he did. She would come in more often than not crying. And he would, in the way he always did, inquire as to how he could fix it. Which meant a cup of lemony sweet tea, some warm toast, and a comfortable dick. Oh. And a comfortable silence. Broken only when Sam felt she was ready to tell her problems. Tea and dick. Her worries. Tea and dick. She didn't expect him to be there for her forever. He had told her that sooner or later she would grow up. They would both know she was grown up. And he would be gone. The first time he had said this, she had been only eight, and he had still been visiting the home. She asked, How will you know I'm grown up? Will I get a letter saying so? He chuckled lightly, and only replied, You're only a child, Sam. Innocence for now is still yours to enjoy. And then you'll become a crack whore. It doesn't say that. No. I said it. She had puzzled at this at eight years old, but now, ten years later, her living in a suburb five or six streets away... At the tender age of 18. She had felt that he was slipping away from her. On other occasions, he had said that there would be an event, an incident, when, at 15 years old, she had fallen through his door and collapsed after her best friend had introduced her to ecstasy. She had wondered... I need more details on that. She had worried and worried that this was the incident he had described. It wasn't. He hadn't disappeared. Instead, he had only cleaned up the vomit and dirt and given her a new dress, of an old-fashioned style, out of a chest of drawers upstairs, so she would not be punished by the stricter carers at the home. Do I get more details on the the grown-up incident with the friend? Or not? Well, no. Her best friend had introduced her to ecstasy? I think that's... You mean E? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Oh, I thought... Not the other kind. (laughs) The next time she had gone to see him, after she had fallen out with the best friend, in a blazing argument, she had burst into relief-drenched tears simply at the fact that he was still there to talk to. And so he had been there for her for the next three years. 
Now she was seeing him again. And suddenly, in the cramped taxi, a wave of regret flooded her. Regret that she hadn't ever done anything for him. So much to the point that she bled fresh tears over the coarse car seat material. He opened the door, as ever, with a smile and a, How shall I fix it? How shall we fix it? How shall we fix it? Suddenly, he wasn't old. She realized that she had kept him old to keep herself young, to keep herself innocent. But he wasn't old. He had only ever been in his twenties at the most. She knew what she could give him back. Oh, God, here it comes. And she knew that it was for her just as much as him. She kissed him lightly on the cheek first the lips and then they embraced holding against each other two warm forms she led him upstairs and noticed how calm he was cause the fucking prick had been doing 18 years worth of foreplay uh, you know and I thought I thought that you were gonna turn this into a dirty story but once again once again it is actually you realize <laughs> I'm actually psychic uh huh the upstairs, when they were there, wasn't there anymore. There was a bed, warm and soft, and they fell against it, and against each other. Humana, 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 humana. Dirty, dirty, dirty old men. You have to keep breathing, because I'm grossed out. The next morning she woke, curled up on cold wood floorboards. From nice soft bed and all that shit? Well, maybe he kicked her out after the deed was done. The room was empty, and he was gone. She went downstairs, and there was no kettle, no teapot, no toaster, nothing of the cupboards and cutlery she knew. The kitchen was a derelict. The house was a room. She left, and walking back to her suburban flat, she asked an old woman watering the garden of her house, who had lived at the big house down the street from the foster home. She said that it had been empty for twenty years now. every story with woo 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 well it's one of those twilight ending or twilight zone ending kind of things no way I'm having issues <laughs> I'm having issues first I was all upset because it was such a pedophile story and now it's like a, a an imagined pedophile story which I think might actually be worse well, no, I don't know. Nobody has an imaginary dirty old man. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm was, sorry. You can have I an imaginary friend. You can have an imaginary pet. You can have an imaginary fucking... Not an imaginary no, uh, you don't pedophile have, uncle. You don't have an imaginary dirty old man. Ever. Did you ever have any imaginary friends that your parents told you about? I have imaginary friends now. No, I know that. I mean when you were a kid. Uh, no, I actually never did. When it was cute, you know, back when. When it, when it was cute. Back when not it was a, cute. And not uh, a visit to the psychiatrist. My brother uh, had an imaginary like past life, which kind of creeped us out a lot when he was little. He used to talk about, and no, actually, it's quite creepy. The more I think about it, it's quite creepy. He used to talk about building bridges with some guy named Charlie Roadwell. And he talked about it so seriously. And he was like four. 
It was really creepy. We'd drive over a bridge and say, I built this bridge with Charlie Roadwell. <laughs> and we go, what? It's fucking creepy. At, at least Charlie wasn't a pedophile that we know of. Well, that we know of. Hi, fuckers. Hello, fucker. <laughs> what do you guys want? Not Nothing. I'm on my fucking rooftop here trying to have a fucking drink. Yeah, and you can still drink and talk. Well, what are you guys doing? Why don't you come over here? Forget that podcast. <laughs> Quick right. question for you. What's up? Did you have any imaginary friends as a kid? Uh, no. I got plenty as an adult, though. Yeah? They're actually people. I just imagine that they're my friends. Are, you, a, are you in a tunnel? No, I'm in a bathroom. I'm having a Oh, oh God. Right now. There we are. Sorry. You're pissing. I am pissing. Are you pissing or wanking? I'm pissing. Mm. Good God, he's serious. He's pissing. I am pissing. Hold on. Yeah. I'm not even, even going to touch the fucking thing with my hand. I just kicked the flusher. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking what the fuck pissing. About the imaginary friend? Can you please get out of the bathroom because it's really echoing? I am. I'm back out outside. Oh, that's better. All right. Much better. I went pornography shopping with my friend Brian the other day. Oh wait, no name. <laughs> uh, we went to, we went up Young Street. We went to this place that's like two stories and very classy. Like, they, it's a sex store, right? So there's two fucking stories, and there's like women that work in there. And then I'm like, no, no, I'm sure we can find a better place than this. And we did. It was like this dark, dingy, fucking like four by four store there's this like seedy guy i don't even think he was wearing pants behind the counter and awesome. he's like you know he wouldn't even make eye contact with us and i'm like yeah this is the place we want to be in because we, <laughs> like we were asking the other lady like where can we find the snm stuff and she's like yeah we're not allowed to sell slapping and sex in the same video i'm like what kind of fucking establishment is this <laughs> of course we find fucking beetlejuice working the porn store <laughs> He's like, oh, I got your fucking movie right here. It's like fucking, I was like, do you have anything in broccoli? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we got a whole fucking section dedicated to broccoli and vegetables. Uh, I found what I was looking for. Were they all opened and sticky? They were after I left. So what'd you buy? Uh, I bought this thing called Service Animals 9. It's not very good. There's a fly flying around this girl's fucking bathing suit area the whole movie actually that's <laughs> we were trying it to figure out if it was cg which part which part the fly or the pussy <laughs> i don't know no the pussy was real i could smell it <laughs> so what happened in scene two so what happened what in scene two I don't know, I fast forward and see too. Like I said, unless there's vegetables or animals involved, I've seen it all before. So that's it? You're only, what about minerals? <laughs> I don't know what a mineral looks like. Uh, so vegetable or animal, that's what you're looking for in porn? No, no, I'm looking for like billy clubs and pool cues and that kind of thing. Ah, you're into object sex. Yeah, objects, carrots, <laughs> stalks of broccoli, cucumbers. I always thought you were just strictly an ass man and it didn't matter. Actually, no, I got into a bit of trouble with the ass last week. I heard that. Yeah, it was uh, very, yeah, it wasn't good. Um, I allowed uh, to talk about that or not? Link getting in trouble with an ass. Video phone call. <laughs> 
Guess what, Nick? You got it again, you idiot. Link. Oh, wait. No, no. My name's not Nick. Yes. Steve Ayers. <laughs> yes. Damn you, Steve Ayers. You got to stop putting your dick in the in the bad place before the good place. It's, it's, a, it's a biological hazard. In the exit after. Yes. And only after. No instant Only out. after. <laughs> no back and forth, baby. That's right. It's wrong. You can't go in one bar and come back to the other. Exactly. There's no stamps on it's that penis. <laughs> no, there's only one and then the other and that's it. There's no going back after you made the decision to fuck that ass. But you can you can change um you can change protective gear and then do that. Oh, yeah, I was telling fucking Keeler yesterday I thought it'd be cool if I could piss on somebody. Oh, yeah, no names. I was telling Steve Bears one Randall Crescent. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did have a little golden showers discussion with Nate, uh, Link um, the other day. Steve, yeah. And uh, I, I would like to, I would like you to please explain to me the um, exact excitement involved in pissing on people. I don't know, but I did see this fucking video one time where they get these strippers. It's called Piss Mops, and I'm not even meaning to plug their fucking website, but it is pissmops.com. But you can find it on, like, LimeWire or whatever. Just, yeah, Piss Mops. So, so they, they get, like, this line of dudes, and you never get to see the guys' faces, which is always a plus in a pornography, especially from a, a sexual male point of view. But anyway, so there's these hot chicks in the shower. And then this guy, he's got the most hilarious voice you've ever heard. And you'll see a video, be, or you, you, you just see, you know, his equipment. And he'll be telling the girls, like, keep your eyes wide open and, you know, smile for me. <laughs> this guy's tits comes out with the force of a fire hose. Like, I swear some of these girls are going to fall over. My eyes were watering. I was laughing so hard. But I was somewhat <laughs> aroused by this. And then, the, so this guy, he, like, I don't know how, but he just stops himself from pissing and then lets the girl regain her composure. And then pisses in her face again. <laughs> again, with the fucking force of a fire hose. Did he drink a liter of coffee or something? That's just when you think you're you're good enough to finish what you're doing, another guy steps up and starts pissing <laughs> on this girl too, and you're like, this is fucking fabulous. By the end of it, she's been pissed on by like eight guys, and like, how can you not get off on that? So, you but you actually told me that you want to do this. Yeah, I want to be the pisser, not the piss e. Okay. Do you want to be in a line of piss pissers? That, yeah, sure. If there's if there's like six other dudes there, we can all piss on her. I don't care. I'm I'm supposed to ask the word whore. Uh, are you a pisser or a piss e? <laughs> said to piss off. Yeah. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. You yeah, you're you're actually a, you're into this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't you haven't done like, it yet, but you it, you're it, aspiring it like to it. Have to be a, like you'd have to do it in the shower or to like lay out some plastic. Like I couldn't picture you know as as much as this would turn me on to wake up in the morning and while my girlfriend was sleeping, his <laughs> arm. I wouldn't want to deal with the fucking aftermath. Of that. <laughs> the cleanup is your problem then. Yeah, fuck the cleanup. Yeah. If I could get every drop to land on her and not fall off, I'd do it in a split second. <laughs> and it would be so sexy if she just 
woke up and was like, oh, that's exactly what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me it's just not going to work out that way. I, know. I asked for a coffee, but this will do. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, this has nothing on bacon and eggs. It really mesmerizes me. I've never met a golden shower guy. Oh, yeah. Well, In all my years. A golden shower gal. But I still tell you, the next one isn't going to be so lucky. <laughs> Whoever I start dating next is definitely getting peed on whether they like it or not. Fair enough. So I won't be setting you up anytime in the near future. Oh, no, do it. It'll be hilarious. They'll thank you for it in the end. You think? No, not at all. No. I'd be like, I don't even know. <laughs> you got any more ridiculous questions? Actually, all I, all I really wanted to talk to you about was the pissing. So I'm glad you were pissing when we called. Yeah, uh, convenient. Make sure that stays in. Oh, absolutely! Are you kidding me? You're you're the first live piss on air. Well, for us anyway. You were our first golden shower. I, I met. Yeah, I met. This Pretty sure you won't be our last. November. Hey, when's your new album coming out? November. Yeah. Yeah. Will there be a golden shower song on there? I don't know. Mm. Maybe have a. There will be now. A pissing interlude. I think there should be a pissing interlude. That's a urine skit. Maybe some of the show. Hell no. I want to sell some records. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. Nice. I'm your number, one, number one fan. Oh, you are like hell. I fucking love your guys' show. Nobody likes onions. You guys are a. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> well. Thanks for the piss. Yeah. Anything you care to say to your bitches and hoes? No, no, I have love for them. Watch out for... Pee? Watch out for my... <laughs> Watch out for the big stream and steam and <laughs> piss. Like steam and stream. <laughs> okay, well, I have to pee, so either get over here real quick or I gotta go. All right, Keith and the girl, we'll see you guys. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a proper goodbye, Link. All right, uh, Buttons. It's Buttons and the Word Whore. This is Link. You're listening to Air Out My Shorts, 2005, live and direct. Piss out. Uh, good old Link. He did, he did really make me have to pee. <laughs> and not in a sexual manner. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> no, not ever. <laughs> I have no problem with pissers. I have no problem with pissers. Just, just don't aim at me. <laughs> what was the what with the broccoli? I don't know. Maybe it's the one vegetable you can't have sex with. What What's he doing <clears throat> with the broccoli? I, I I don't know. I hear it prevents cancer, though. But you can't have sex with broccoli. Trust me. You know this. Um, cucumber, zucchini, uh, lots of other fruits and vegetables, but broccoli, no, not on the list of copulating vegetables. <laughs> Seriously. You can't have sex with broccoli. Think of all those, um, like, tree crummy bits. Maybe And where all sensation. that stuff would end up. It's like a day at the beach, only, only you're like, three days later, finding all these, like, crummy little tree bits everywhere. It'd be awful. Could you, could you imagine if it started growing? Oh, fuck. 
Yeah. That's a lovely uh, vine growing out of your ass crack there. (laughs) Thank you. I had sex with broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) We call her broccoli snatch. (laughs) You can't. Why was he talking about broccoli? That was so weird. Ew. Ew. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Air out my shorts. My shorts. The cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when, but we'll We'll get get together then, son. You know we'll have a good time then.